You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. This is your man, Tony Wiggins, here on a weekend edition of the show, Friday edition for you guys that's wanting to check this out while you're driving home or while you're mowing the lawn tomorrow or doing whatever here on Locked On Jaguars. i got to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Brian Peacock, who's an NFL analyst, and Matt Williams, who's an analyst but former NFL scout, bring you the best stories from around the NFL Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network on the Peacock and Williamson podcast. You can get that on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast here on our network. Um, got a good show today, man. I'm not going to have a long intro here. My man, Mike DeRocco from ESPN, is, uh, is going to join us. And uh, DeRock and I are going to break it down, man. We're going to really get into it about the state of the team right now, how the progress has been going since January, what exactly, uh, how do we both feel about it. We're going to take a look back to some funny stuff and maybe some things that happened back in the day that will really make you understand how important it is that this team is where they are now and they're moving in the direction that they're moving in. So that's going to be a lot of fun. You can catch Mike at ESPN DeRocco on Twitter and just on TV or ESPN.com too. He's the beat writer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. It's important for us to be enthusiastic, to understand uh, where we are, where we're going, how we're going to do everything that we're going to do here as uh, Jaguar fans, but also the expectations that might come along with it. Trevor's going to mess up sometimes, you know. Urban still has to get used to everybody. The defense may not be ready because everybody, you put all of these new moving parts in at one time and it could work to your advantage because no one knows what you're going to do, but it all it could also work to your disadvantage because you don't even know. You could be one of those, you don't know what you're going to do. And, so this is all new. Urban's new to the NFL. Trevor is a rookie. All of that stuff. Mike and I are going to talk about it, going to talk about how we can break it down and what might be. I'm going to even give Mike a prediction that I made about wins and losses and um, see what he thinks about that. But there's a lot going on now. There's a lot that used to go on. I'm going to kind of pinpoint where I give Shaq Khan credit for realizing that he's changed. he had to change but also say that some of the stuff that everyone else got blamed for, it was probably his fault because whenever things go bad, you have to point to leadership. Just like when things go good, you have to point to leadership. So like I said, not a long opening today because I want to get to the meat of exactly what the show is about today and what we're talking about. But look, training camp is, uh, you know, the real training camp is coming. The mini camps and all of that has has broken. These guys are now on – uh, they're a little bit of a break, just like a lot of people I know that are on a little bit of a break uh, at their jobs because it's – I know guys, man, believe it or not, I was talking to a dude about this today. I know a guy that actually planned – him and his wife were wanting to have a kid. They timed that thing perfectly so it would come at around this time of year and not doing football season. Now, it's not this year. It's uh, several years back, but some hell of a timing, man. But, uh, you know, a lot of people really don't want to do things doing football. Like, don't invite me to a wedding during football season. I don't want to be traveling back from out of town on a Sunday. And I don't mean just invite me to the wedding, but ask me to actually be in the wedding. I had like eight dudes in one year ask me to be in their wedding. Now, that's a good thing, right? That's cool. 
that eight people think enough of you to stand up for them, but that's eight times I had to miss work, eight times I had to travel, eight times I had to miss football, eight times I had to buy a tux or rent a tux. And you don't want to buy one because every time a dude gets married, they pick their own colors. It's never black anymore. So that tux, if you go buy one, it doesn't do you any good to buy a tux either. And then it has to be the same tux as everybody else, so it doesn't really matter. I'm saying all of that to say this. Whatever business you have that you need to get done, you need to get it done right now because football season and training camp and all of that stuff is not very far off. I mean, you got about six weeks, man, before these dudes come in here and start hitting around and knocking each other around, and it's going to get real and the pads are going to come on, so we're going to really see what this football team is all about, if all of those extra strength coaches and all of that stuff, if it really works. So, look, ESPN DeRocco, my man Mike DeRocco, the beat writer for the Jaguars for ESPN, for two segments today here on the show on the weekend, on the Father's Day weekend, on the Juneteenth weekend. I want you guys to make sure you pay attention now, man, because it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So we'll bring that to you here on Locked on Jaguars in just a second. I want to tell you about Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. I'm going to say it again. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members in county. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Now, listen, only between June 8th and June 30th, when you make a purchase between those dates, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. I ain't stuttered. You heard what I said. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for a free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, welcome back. As promised, it's your man Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars here. It's a Friday, it's the weekend edition, and I got my homie on, man. I got Mike DeRocco from ESPN. You guys know him because you've seen his mug all over the screen uh, since uh, the national media is paying so much attention to Jacksonville. So we're going to get right to it. What's up, Mikey? Not much, Tony T. Wig. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I think the last time I actually physically saw you, no, I saw you in, uh, I saw you at practice last year, but I was right. teaching, I was teaching barber school in your neighborhood at a cosmetology yeah. college. And you, you walked into the door and, and, uh, well, I saw you and I told you to come in and yeah. that was, that was a long, it feels like a long time ago since what we all went through in 2020. Cause I don't do that anymore, but man, that was, it was that was a weird year, wasn't it? It was really, really weird. Yeah. It's, I'm glad we're coming out of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it was one of those years that, uh, thankfully, you know, in a way, thankfully that the, we weren't allowed in that Jags locker room this past year. Because can you imagine what it would have been like in there yeah. for one of fifteen? <laughs> we thought it was. We thought it was a circus in 2018 when when things started to implode with people, uh, and it actually was a circus. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But 
we talked all uh, a lot last year about what the Jaguars needed in terms of, I always said they needed a CEO. And I remember mm-hmm. when Sean took the team, he said he didn't want an egomaniac coach when I was doing radio. I said, that's a mistake. You need an egomaniac coach. Well, now he calls it a coach centric team <laughs> and a leader. So basically I screwed up eight years ago and I should have got a guy like this. Um, what, give me your, give me your first hand. You're right there. Give me your report or your feeling on how things have gone uh, since January. Well, you know, I was always a big advocate in December and November that they needed to reevaluate everything that they were doing at, at, at every level of that organization. Um, and being an urban Meyer was basically, you know, and told him they, they brought Urban Meyer and told him, hey, you need to reevaluate this football program and everything that football touches and fix it. And, you know, that's what he's done. And you can look to the, the you know, the, the thing that 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 is so interesting to me is, it, you know, they've got different strength coaches now for different position groups. Mm. And you would think that, you know, that would be something that most guys would do anyway, um, because it makes a lot of sense. He never did it before. So that's kind of a lot of the stuff that, that he's done. And, and he's, at, he's, he's got more assistants. He's got um, a chief of staff. He's got, um, you know, the, the strength staff doubled uh, from, I think, three to six. He's basically forced Shad to build a football facility. I mean, he's, he's just reevaluating everything they, they're, they're doing. And, you know, I joked around with it, but it was sort of like if everything they've done over the past decade with the exception of 2017 has been wrong why keep doing that right you know what i mean like why that's just that, that just doesn't make any sense so do the opposite get your coach centric guy in here and let him just reevaluate your program and and he's done that and the thing of it is is that the players have responded and it's a young team which i think helps because if this is urban meyer and he's got a room full of 30 year old guys in there. I'm not sure that they're going to respond the same way, Um, but it's a real young team. They know who he is. They know he's won wherever he's been and they really like what he's saying and and they're responding. Now it's June. So we'll have to see how it plays out. But I mean, I think it was a good, regardless of who they hired, whether it was urban or whoever they needed to bring in somebody that was the de facto emperor. And they, and that's what they've done. Yep. How many times did you or I stand up in a press conference? I wouldn't say the whole time, but I would say over the last three years and ask whether it was Doug or Dave or whoever a question. And they said, I don't know, but I wish someone else would be here to answer that. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Right. The the day that the whole Jalen Ramsey thing went crazy and I asked Doug, do you have a problem with Jalen? He says, me? No. And then I followed up and I said, does any of his teammates have, he said, nope. So my thing was, it was almost <laughs> like him saying, there's a guy upstairs that does and I wish he, and he almost said it and he might've said it. I wish somebody else was down here answering. Were you there today he said that? Because I was like, yeah. oh my God. He is yeah, basically saying. He did, he did something similar later too, where he sort of basically said, you know what? Coughlin's, that, that's a Coughlin thing and he's not here answering the questions and he should be. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and that was the, the thing that, that, um, that the players wondered too, was who's in charge, who yep. is in charge? Is it Dave? Is it Doug? Is it Tom? Um, because it, 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 when they don't know who's in charge, 
then you can't lead effectively. And that's exactly what we saw the last three, four years. And then you have uh, enigmatic players in the locker room, guys <laughs> that I liked. But the thing is, is I had to tread carefully around them sometimes because you didn't know how, to, how they woke up that day. And right. you know what I'm talking about. And, and a couple Absolutely. of guys, I, I love them to death. And, you know, they're friends with people that I know. But the thing is, is you're going to speak to me today or not. It's almost like, you know, your family that has a, your neighbor that has a pit bull, he likes you today, but maybe tomorrow he might not. So <laughs> that, that even made that situation a little more difficult because now it almost seems like, and for some reason, fans don't do this. Fans get mad at the team, but as soon as the players get mad at the team, the fans get mad at the player. But that was a lot of dysfunction for a lot of guys that have big egos to, to deal with, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and, you know, you hear, you don't hear, you hear some stories that kind of leak out as it's happening, but then when guys leave and, and, and that's when the stuff starts to kind of leak out and, and AJ Boye, basically when he got traded to the Broncos saying, look, I've never been a part of something like that. I don't like guys not wanting to be there fights in the locker room. Guys were just, I mean, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. Well, you know, you can't win games like that. Um, And it's clear, I think, and you and I have talked about this before, I think, it's clear that there was bad chemistry in that locker room. It was really bad, but every, and it was bad in 17, but they were winning. So when you're winning, everything is viewed as not, Oh, it's a team with an attitude. They're tired of being the, the underdogs that, you know, they've got this brash cocky arrogance. Well, that's good. They need that, you know, in order to win. Then the next year, it's the same damn team, same damn attitude. Ah, they're all full of themselves. Look at them. They can't do anything. You know, it was just terrible. And you got moody guys in the locker room. No wonder they fell apart. I mean, that's just kind of the way yeah. it is. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a mess in that so, locker room. So this gets back to the, the egomaniac coach and as you call it the emperor and i call mm -hmm. it the ceo i blame shot for having that approach in the very first place because the result is what we ended up getting i don't think dave could have gone in there in 2019 and said we need to hire more strength coaches we need to have a chief of staff we need to have this we need he, he what he what shot wouldn't have believed him. you need a guy that unfortunately shot needed to look at a guy that he knows is already successful and take his word for all of these things that he needs. I mean, so Urban comes in and free agency starts. They have the most salary cap room in the league. I asked a question on my podcast last week. Name one guy you most excited about seeing other than Trevor Lawrence. Everyone named either ATM or an incumbent player who was already on this team. No one mentioned a free agent. With all <laughs> of that money, with all of that money, did it shock you that a team all they did was go out and build a bunch of infrastructure and the best players on this team are, it's not anyone that they signed in free agency. It's either guys that Dave drafted or Trevor Lawrence. Um, it did surprise me a little bit, especially because they did. I know they had interest in Johnny Smith, um, but they didn't want to pay a ton of money. And I understand as we stepped away from free agency, I was able to kind of take a look at it and talk to some people. And I kind of understand what they wanted to do is they wanted to, to build the foundation, I guess, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, before they really decided, hey, you know, we're going to go spend some big money. Urban didn't really know what they had, um, to be honest with you. And I don't really think he still does. Um, so he's got to kind of figure out where they are before you just start adding big time pieces. Um, and they had enough um, 
draft picks or was it 10 draft picks that they could add some more guys there. But I did, I was surprised early that they weren't big players, especially in the tight end market, because we've all, I mean, that's the, the position group that everyone's talking about now. So they're, they're just, they're not very good there. So you keep expecting them to address it and they have it. Um, so I, I think that, that the one thing I'll say about urban is he's a real smart guy and he will, he, he, he's smart enough to know what he doesn't know. And I think that's a real big thing for a guy who's coming into the league, um, having spent not a minute of time in it before. I'm not sure Chip Kelly had that, that approach. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and you have to know that there's some stuff you don't know. And I think Trent Balky is helping him with that. But man, I kind of expect this to be a little bit of a learning year for Urban, sort of get the feet wet, a lot like 2005 was when he came to Florida. And, and I covered him then. So that's kind of what I go back to whenever I'm trying to, to find a parallel here. Um, he came in 2005 and he thought, you know what, this is going to be easy. I just dominated at Bowling Green. I dominated at Utah. I mean, look, I miss Florida SEC. Well, it's a little harder in the SEC than you right. might have thought, especially when you don't have the guys that you want to run your system. Right. So that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of, I was waiting to see if he was going to have that approach here and he hasn't. So at least to this point anyway. So I think that they'll have, still have a ton of space next year. And after they have a better idea of who they are, I think next year will be the year where we'll see him spend big. All right, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to ask you real quick about some new pieces, but then I'm going to finish uh, making a point about that point you just made this ESPN DeRocco, Mike DeRocco from ESPN has covered the Jaguars. He's the beat writer for ESPN. Stand by here on a Friday edition of Locked on Jaguars. As soon as I get back, we're going to finish that. And I'm going to finish up by asking about his first impressions with Trevor Lawrence. I got to tell you about rockauto.com, man. Rockauto.com is where you go for auto parts and accessories. For any car, any make or model, you can go to rockauto.com and they'll take good care of you. Because I said so. When you go on rockauto.com, also there's a box where they'll ask you, how did you hear about us? You know what I want you to say? I want you to say locked on. Put locked on in that box so that they know we sent you. And listen, any type of part or accessory for your vehicle is at rockauto.com. And you, as a do-it-yourselfer, will get the same price as a professional. You don't have to go to a chain store and stand in line and answer all of those questions. You could just get on your computer, your laptop, or your mobile device. Go to rockauto.com, a family-owned business. Two decades they've been doing this, and they've been taking care of us, and they'll take care of you. RockAuto.com will have your parts delivered to your front door without all of the hassle. Go to RockAuto.com right now. Make sure you enter Locked On in that box. I want to tell you all about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar ever, and I mean that, and I'm not exaggerating. Trust me, I just ate one right now. That salted caramel was so good, man. I'm telling you, I'm good until dinner time now, but Built Bar is the cold truth. It is packed with protein, low calories, low sugar, low carbs, nine great flavors that they concentrate on. The occasional uh, special edition of flavor uh, will be available, but you can find out about that by following them on social media at at bar underscore built or just going to builtbar.com to order your Built Bars. Now, when you do, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order of Built Bars. Nine great flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar, man, is the real deal. You want to be a champ, man? Go to BuiltBar.com and order those Built Bars and get in on it right now, man, because I'm telling you, 
They're good for you, they're healthy, and you'll be a part of the best-tasting protein bar ever. All right, we're back here on a Friday edition of Locked on Jaguars with Mike DiRocco, a friend of mine who uh, I learned a lot from watching over the years and uh, uh, does a great job at ESPN. You see him on TV. I'm going to tell you all right now, when y'all see Mike on TV with that jacket and that tie, he got on shorts, and he's probably got flip-flops on too. (laughs) Uh, I, I refuse to confirm or deny such a report. <laughs> I can, tell, yes, I, I can tell you what. I'm hot not to. <laughs> I showed up to do the news with Chris one night, and I had on uh, shorts and flip-flops and a blazer, and uh, he jokingly told me that we were doing a full body, so I was out of gas. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what I'm afraid of. One of these days, they're going to go, we want you to walk <laughs> with so-and-so, and I'm going to be like, uh, that's not good anyway. Uh, we're going to have to figure a way around that one. Before we get to Trevor Lawrence real quick, you said something about Urban Meyer, about knowing what he doesn't know. And I always said, people confuse. Chip Kelly was an egomaniac, a, a bad <laughs> yeah. one. But people confuse guys like Saban and uh, Urban Meyer for being the same way, and even Spurrier or, or Bowden. Those guys that you've seen and been close to and been around and know enough about, I, I asked this question, how can Saban be an egomaniac when he has 20 analysts on his team that are giving him fresh looks at everything? That's not an egomaniac. That's a right. delegator, right? Mm-hmm. How does Saban, how is he an egomaniac when most of the time he's just over there with his arms crossed and he only opens his mouth when he wants to yell at a player or a coach about something? <laughs> I think Urban's right. the same way. Urban has always, he talks about how he trusts Charlie Strong. He's always had another offensive coordinator to run his offense, whether it was Mullen or someone else or Ryan Day. He, he never gets involved too much in his defense. An egomaniac or an emperor also is good at delegating authority and putting other people in, like Jimmy Johnson was just managing right. everything. And don't you right. get that impression from urban? I do. And, and he said that too, when he was hired, he's like, I'm not going to be the maniac on the field with the, you know, the coaching whistle and, and doing all that stuff. Um, you have to be confident enough in your abilities to hire people that will sort of, I guess, get your message out and, and, fit to your system and do things you want him to do. Um, and that's what he's done. You know, obviously bringing Charlie here was huge because he really does trust Charlie. Charlie's defense has won him held two national titles at Florida. Um, and, you know, hiring Bevel was a good move, I thought. He worked with Russell Wilson as a rookie. And Russell Wilson was a really good rookie quarterback. And I think they went 11-5 and five that year. Um, so I think Urban is, you know, like I said, I, he's a smart guy. For whatever everybody thinks or says about Urban – the one thing you cannot disagree with is that he's a real smart guy and he's, he's taking this approach and it's working to this point. But again, we haven't even hit pads yet, but we'll yep. see how it goes in, in camp. Yep. So let's get to it. Trevor Lawrence. Everyone can talk about it's finally good to see a guy throw a spiral. Well, <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles threw spirals. I know they're taking jabs at, at, at the boat when they talk about that Bortles. Or it's finally good to see someone who can play in the pocket and not play scramble ball, and they're taking a shot at Gardner. It's not even the physical stuff with me, man, with him. With Trevor, it's just finally good to have someone at that position that everyone else on the team believes is the man. We have, that's oh. not, we have not had that feeling around here where everyone yeah. knows, and, and it's not just because they want to believe it. You can tell they're looking at this dude. Even the veterans are like, oh, my, that's different. He looked like secretary the first day I saw him out there. I mean, I was like, that that looks different. It looks like the best athlete on the field is your quarterback. Yeah, and, and he looks, 
just his attitude, his mental approach to it, all that stuff that you want, all those intangibles that everybody talks about, but we never really can quite put a finger on. This kid's got it. You know, I'm working on this story um, about him in high school and some stuff that, you know, his high school career, and college career and whatever. I was talking to one of the coaches um, that, uh, that beat him in high school and which is only two, only two ever did it. So, uh, and he was telling me after the game, it was a state playoff game, just the poise and calm and maturity that Trevor showed in high school as a sophomore after losing a big playoff game was maybe the most impressive thing that he's seen in a long, long time. And that's, I mean, those, I mean, he's just, you know how sometimes like it seems like there's a million miles, things are going a million miles an hour around Gardner Minshew, even off the field and everything. Right. It's just like it, it, it's always something. But with Trevor, it's just it's just calm. It's just calm and poise no matter what's going on. And, and that gets in your locker room. And then the rest of the team sort of becomes that because you, you, you adopt your quarterback style. And you adopt his demeanor and, and leadership. I yeah. think that's that's the most important stuff. I mean, he's a physical god. We all know that, but it's this other stuff that is way more important for them right now. I don't want to get to surprising you by asking you to make predictions, but I'll tell you what I said. <laughs> and uh, on our uh, we did our uh, a schedule release a show here on Locked On, and then I'll get you to just give me your opinion. I said they'll either win eight or nine games out of 17. And I said the ninth game is that game overseas where they're used to traveling and, and Miami isn't. And, and even though it's a new team, there's still a lot of guys and there are a lot of people that are left in that building that know exactly what that entails to go to Europe every single year, how you travel, how you move, and how you get ready to play. I think that's the swing game. So I'm looking at nine wins, but I'm not ruling out the fact that, and the only reason it's nine wins, man, is because every, everything is so new offense, defense, special teams, quarterback. So I'm saying that nine games, eight, if they don't beat Miami, I think the swing game is the European game. What do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think that they're going to be a fun team to watch offensively. I think they'll be able to score a lot of points. Um, they have some issues defensively still. I don't know where that pass rush is coming from. I'm not really sure if they can stop the run. I mean, they're trying to rebuild that entire defensive front. We'll see. Um, what are they going to get out of Caleb on chase on? I mean, he won sack last year. They got to find something out of that kid. Um, it's a, it's a weaker, I don't want to say weaker, easier start for them mm -hmm. um, than it is sort of in the meat of their schedule where I think they play four out of five games against playoff teams or, or, I have to go back and look at the numbers, but there's a stretch where they play a bunch of playoff teams. No, you're right. It is. It's, 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 it's around the time it's October, November area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing of it is, is, is Trevor is going to struggle at times. He just is. And, and there's probably going to be a game where he throws four picks and they lose because of those four picks. So, you know, the, I think we both can agree that they weren't, in terms of talent, a one in 15 team last no. year, they were better than that. They should have won more games than that. Um, but I sit here and think rookie head coach in the NFL who hasn't ever spent a minute in the NFL, a rookie quarterback who's going to have his ups and downs, but is going to look fantastic at times and they should be able to score some points, but it's a tough schedule. I, I think I would take the six to seven wins. Um, that's where I feel more comfortable, but 
would it surprise me if they won eight or nine? Not really. Um, you know, because we can't, it's hard to predict this too, because who knows they, you know, they're, they're going to play Seattle. Well, if Russell Wilson's hurt, then they can win that damn game. Right. You know, and there's so much stuff that happens during the season, but I feel a little bit more comfortable in that six to seven range. Um, you know, if I were to make a prediction now. All right, man. That's Mike Duraco from ESPN. It's ESPN Duraco, I believe, on Twitter. You can find him yep. there. And uh, he does wear shorts. He does wear shorts on Twitter, too. <laughs> so he just does not have the jacket. Mike, man, I'll be seeing you hopefully uh, when training camp starts. Things are back to normal, and, and I'll be able to make it out to practice a little bit, man. I really appreciate you joining. I'm going to get you back during the season, okay? Absolutely, and I look forward to seeing you out there in uh, July. No doubt. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike Duraco from ESPN here on Lockdown Jaguar. All right, man, that was fun, just like I thought it would be. My man, Duraco, it's cold heart of truth, man. we glad to have him here. He says he'll join us again here sometime during the season or maybe during training camp here on Lockdown Jaguars. I got to let you guys know that Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today every single day, Monday through Friday, and he brings it to you, man, like a shot of espresso every single morning. About 20 straight minutes of hardcore sports, quick, fast, and in a hurry, updating you about everything that's going around the world of sports. And Peter Dura- uh, Peter Peter Duraco, Peter Bukowski brings that to you every single time. You can subscribe to that on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your Locked On Podcast network coverage. Um, I want you guys to take care of each other. Good weekend. It's a good Father's Day weekend. Uh, it's my son's birthday today, Andre. He's 26. I know you're saying, why are you saying happy birthday? He ain't no kid no more. Yeah, but you know what? In 1995, man, he was born on Father's Day, so... Father's Day took on a double meaning for me, and I know um, uh, it means a lot to a lot of people. So happy Father's Day to all of you guys, um, and um, I wish you guys, you know, a happy, happy weekend. Make sure you take care. I celebrate Juneteenth, too, so happy Juneteenth. Make sure you guys celebrate safely, and uh, join us again here Monday on Locked On uh, Jaguars, and we'll bring you more coverage. But keep taking care of each other till the next time I see you.